No one likes to hear their name pronounced wrong. People from Akwesasneen, who go by Mohawk names, have to deal with this all the time. And to an English speaker, fair enough, Mohawk is hard to pronounce from how it's spelled. But having to correct people again and again and again, it can hurt. A student at SUNY Canton who's from Akwesasneen is working on a cheat sheet for English speakers so they can finally get Mohawk names right. That's today's story of the day. Support for Story of the Day comes from the St. Lawrence County Community Development Program, now accepting applications for the Head Start program to prepare children ages 3 to 5 for school, online at slccdp.org slash head dash start. Hey, I'm David Summerstein. It's the first story of the day of 2024, January 2nd. Happy New Year. First up, Albany is coming back to life with the new legislative session gearing up. Governor Kathy Hochul got right to work on her 2024 agenda today. She announced steps for greater consumer protections that would protect students paying off loans, increase temporary disability payments, and curb medical debt. Karen DeWitt reports. Hochul says she'll ask the state legislature to close some loopholes in existing laws to make it easier to punish predatory business practices. I'm proposing the first major expansion to New York's consumer protection laws in more than 40 years. That would make unfair and abusive practices illegal and give the attorney general's office a path to punish predatory operators. Hochul says New York is one of only seven states that does not provide those protections. The governor was joined by New York's Attorney General Letitia James. James says the law will give her tools to prosecute numerous instances of consumer fraud, including what's known as deed theft, when scammers take the title to someone's home without the homeowner's knowledge or approval. The AG says the changes could also help her prosecute fraudsters who prey on the elderly. Like marketing that exploits unsophisticated or vulnerable consumers or children, predatory lending practices like student loan services that intentionally steer borrowers to the most expensive loan plans. Hochul says other proposals include helping people with diabetes avoid sky-high prices for insulin by banning insurance companies from requiring co-pays for the medicine. The governor says she wants to raise a 35-year-old cap on weekly temporary disability payments. They restrict maximum weekly payments to just $170 a week. She says the new plan increases that amount to what's now offered for temporary family leave. And we're going to tie it to the statewide average weekly wage, just as we do for family leave. And that's going to be a dramatic increase. It'll receive, it'll be 67 percent of the weekly average for the state of New York, which comes out to about $1,250 a week instead of 170 And finally, Hochul says she's proposing legislation to protect low-income New Yorkers from being sued for medical debt and limit the amount of monthly payments and interest that health providers can charge to repay that money. The governor says the measures represent the first plank of her state-of-the-state agenda. She'll make her full presentation on January 9th. She says in the meantime, though, she intends to roll out more proposals affecting education and public health in the coming days. In Albany, I'm Karen DeWitt. In an effort to address New York's housing crisis, the state is putting $46 million towards helping low-income families repair, replace, and buy their first homes. The North Country is receiving one of the largest pots of money, about $8 million. 
Essex County is getting $1.2 million to replace old mobile and manufactured homes. Jefferson, Lewis, St. Lawrence, and Washington counties are receiving a combined $3.2 million for owner-occupied housing rehabilitation. Our names can tell us a lot about who we are and where we come from. For Mohawk people, they can also symbolize who you may become in the future. So when people mispronounce a Mohawk name, it can be personal, it can hurt. A student at SUNY Canton wants to prevent that experience for current and future Mohawk students. Catherine Wheeler reports. Jawanduni George is going to introduce herself. Sego Jawanduni Ungets Iine Hudnashoni. Hi, I'm Joan Dooney. It means she brings a new day, and I'm a person of the Longhouse. That's a place and symbol of political, spiritual, and cultural tradition in Aquasasne. When Joan Dooney is spelled out in English, the pronunciation wouldn't come easily to a non-Mohawk speaker. George says that's been a challenge in classrooms throughout her education. Right now, she's studying graphic design, but might change that to environmental biology. George says things started to change on her first day of class with SUNY Canton sociology professor Daniel McLean. McLean walked up to George and told her he was struggling to pronounce her name. She's used to that, even in her third year of college. But then he told her it was unfair to her and other students. I felt so seen in that moment. I feel like a lot of people just want a simplified version, like... I usually go by my middle name if people don't want to, like, say my first name. But George says she's not doing that anymore, and she doesn't want other students who are Mohawk to either. With help from McLean, George is creating guides on how to pronounce Mohawk names. McLean says these resources would be available for professors or anyone on campus. If I'm a faculty member and it's the first day of classes and I see that I have a Native student on my roster, I want to be able to go on our website and take a look at short videos with a couple of punchy lessons. One video would provide some basic Mohawk language lessons. George says some Mohawk and English syllables sound similar, and that can make it easier on non-Mohawk speakers to pick up the pronunciation. She says the first four letters of her name, T-S-I-A, make the sound jaw in English. And some letters have interchanging sounds between Mohawk and English. K's are G's, R's are L's, kind of that thing. George says another video will explain the significance of Mohawk names. She says every Mohawk name is one of a kind. Clan mothers create the names before a child's birth. It's spiritual. They get a sense of who's watching over the child and who they'll grow into. It's just so much more of a reason for people to really put their best foot forward into like learning this name because it is so like deep within that person and in deep within our history because it means more than just like that person. George admits she's not an expert, so she's getting help with the specifics of the language, history, and cultural meanings from an elder. This project could have far-reaching impacts for how Mohawk students feel at SUNY Canton. Two percent of the student body is Native American, a majority of those from Aquasasne. George says Aquasasne is an extremely family-oriented community, and they see themselves as a giant family. So leaving for college can be hard on young adults. Some people have come up to me and have had troubles with this aspect, and we're seeing the counseling office because of it. So I think that's another reason this is very important, to give that sense of home, that sense of people are there for you, even when you're not with your own people. 
McLean says this project alone won't make the transition for Mohawk students easier, let alone right the wrongs of colonization and racism towards Indigenous communities. But it can make Indigenous students feel more respected in their learning environment, and it can shift the burden of education off of the Mohawk students. That's the reality of of human experience. There's not going to be a checklist of how to do the right thing. But the right thing is working on something, and is this collaborative process that I think is the right thing. George says working on the Mohawk Name Project has also helped her sort out her own complicated feelings about her name. She says her family members and other Indigenous people have concealed parts of their identity, like their name, to protect themselves from generational trauma and racism. Me and my people have been called many names um, in our lifetime, but not a lot of try being called our actual names. And so I think it's very, sorry, I don't mean to be so emotional about it, but um, it's happened through all my life, and it's a big struggle that I still have. George says she's more confident in her identity since starting the project. She says she's living up to her name, bringing a new day for her fellow Mohawks. Catherine Wheeler, North Country Public Radio in Canton. We have more news all the time on our website, ncpr.org. If you want to start 2024 right, sign up for the Story of the Day podcast if you haven't already. It's easy. It's free. The show downloads automatically to your phone or laptop or whatever every weekday at 4 p.m. And you can listen right away. Or you can save it for whenever you want. You can binge a bunch in a row. Catch up on what's really going on in the North Country with voices of your neighbors. Just search for NCPR Story of the Day in your podcast app of choice or get clear instructions on our website at ncpr.org slash podcasts. Music today by December Wind of Akwesasne and Eddie Lawrence of Moira. I'm David Summerstein, North Country Public Radio.